0: Psalm 139 is best known for its beautiful verses of God's knowledge of our lives from conception to grave. The Psalm writer King David wrote, You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. The first two thirds of this psalm are well known, but the last one third is rarely quoted because it takes such a harsh turn from the intimate friendship of God to calling down curses on the enemy. After reciting, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. The next line in David's love poem to God says, If only you, God, would slay the wicked! Away from me, you who are bloodthirsty! They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who are in rebellion against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Oh, man, it's quite shocking for our modern ears to hear such venom, even against one's enemies. But both the love for God and hate for our enemies is in us, even today. The question is, but do we see it? I mean, others. They can easily see it and hear it in our contemptuous tone when we talk about them, those little remarks that color our enemies in bad light. And we might not even think that we're wrong in our disdain. After all, they don't have the truth of God in them like we do. It is curious then how David ends his love poem to God. He wrote, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts, see if there is any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting." Yes, David concedes that he might be wrong, and asks that the Lord would examine his heart, show him his offensive ways, and then lead him in the way that God would have him walk. In my own spiritual practice of faith, I have been intentionally praying the last part of this psalm. and asking that God would examine my heart and lead me in the way everlasting, His way of truth and love, of faith and obedience. And lately, I have been shown my sins, shortcomings and failures. It is painful and eye-opening to see just how truly off I am from God's way of love and truth. My temptation, though, is to fix myself. I did wrong, and now i will not be that way anymore but even this part of my even this part of me is part of my utter depravity and pride the assumption that i can fix it and that i will fix it with enough effort all this is part of what is truly wrong with me because in it i don't need god and his I just need my effort. I just need to try a little harder, you know, be better, more vigilant in my shortcomings. But such efforts only lead to better deception of myself and others. In the end, I don't actually need to be better, but just to be seen as better. I don't actually need to change or repent or to crucify the old self, but just rather be seen as working on it. After all, we are all sinners. Nobody's perfect. So get off my back. Well, this mantra can be said to oneself and any accuser, and the mantra will allow us to remain the victims of mean people's judgments and also allow us to remain perpetrators of all kinds of evil. But David does not direct us to throw up our hands in defeat or try harder But he continues to pray, show me my heart, lead me in the way, everlasting Lord. You know when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. Before words on my lips, you know it completely. He asks that this God who knows him, loves him, who examines his heart, that this God would lead him in the way of goodness, rightness, love, mercy, even to his enemies. It is a hard prayer to truly ask God to examine your heart, for He will show you the good, the bad, and the truly ugly. But there is more than a mirror available, more than guilt and shame to be felt in one's soul. There is also grace and love. There is more than condemnation. There is the way everlasting. His way of life is a life with Jesus, who has truly taken the responsibility of making all your sins right with God, taking that upon Himself. The way everlasting is more than just forgiveness. It's not less than forgiveness, but it's so much more. You have someone with you who loves you enough to call you out when you are wrong and who will lead you into what is good and right the way that is love for your family, friends, congregation members, co-workers and customers, students and fellow faculty, peers, and yes, even persecutors. You too can join in David's prayer. Lord, examine my heart. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And the way everlasting that is to come from you, uh, O Lord, it's gonna be harder than expected. But the depth of your relationships with God and others will expand and you will find yourself deeper in his kingdom life and so much more dependent on his grace and fervent in prayer and useful in his work here and now. I invite you to take up that prayer, not just once, but for a time. Lord, examine my heart, see if there's any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. May the Lord then bless you this weekend as we gather for worship. Hope to see you all then. And I know we're getting close to the fall and when all of our fall programming starts up. And that's going to be the Wednesday after Labor Day. We'll start Common Ground Sunday school for all ages kids included both maple and Tyler starts September 11th. Hope to see you all there.